kinky. 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 Kinky's okay. Oh, you're kinky. Kinky? Very kinky. Kinky. <laughs> kinky. Ooh, discipline. Kinky. <laughs> Confess! Hey everyone, this is Chris and welcome to Kinky Confessions, a podcast. And on this episode, we're going to be chatting with one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. She is sexy as fuck. Let's just be honest there. Jump onto our Instagram account, Kinky Confessions Podcast, and have a look at the promo reel and you will see how beautiful she is. She's a dancer. She teaches burlesque here in Perth. In fact, I'm actually going to be going to uh, a show that she's got coming up soon. So I can't wait to see that. She's married and she's in a poly relationship. So we're going to hear about how that works. And one of the stories that she's going to tell us about is when she was watching her husband getting a blowjob and how excited that made her. So it's a great story and it's one that only she can explain. So we look forward to listening to that. Now our website is kinkperth.com.au and you can click on the link to the podcast. We have a confessions hotline so you can call, leave a message. I will change and edit your voice and we'll upload it to the website. Also, if you want to be on the show, you can contact us. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's get into this exciting episode. This is Kinky Confessions, the podcast. Uh, hello, my name is My Attention, pronouns she, her, and my kinky confession is I am a poly pansexual kinky burlesca that is out to corrupt as many people as possible. Oh, Wow. <laughs> That is a mouthful. Yes. And that's on your business card as well, is it? Look, it's my tagline on Instagram. I just, I wasn't sure how to answer this question. So I just stole (laughs) that. Just cover everything. (laughs) Exactly. Everything's in there. All right. (laughs) Lots of questions. Oh, just off the, just off that itself. So I'm going to go with the first thing you said, Polly. How long have you been Polly? That is a very interesting on off kind of question. uh, Or the answer to that is Uh, my. Now, husband, uh, on our very first date, uh, the, one of the first things I said to him was, for, for one thing, I said commitment's a hard limit um, and that didn't work out so great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite work out that way. But yeah, the other thing was that, you know, it's, it's, it's such a shame to meet you because I just have so much other exploring to do. And he said, well, why would that stop us? So, yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, an incredible human and we, it's always been on the table. Yep. Um, and yeah, we just kind of met and fell in love and were very much sort of in that heteronormative space for a while and laying the foundations, we like to call it, because, yeah, it really just kind of set up our relationship and the trust that we built and, you know, the love that we built there. And then we're like, we just have so much more love to share. So. <laughs> How long have you, the two of you been together? Uh, coming up seven years. Seven years. Yeah, yeah. So. And- Poly and guess open and poly from, um, from the start I, or not necessarily no not no. so much from the start no from the start it was it was always on the table it was always a door when you was there but yeah you, know, you know what it's like when you fall in love with somebody you just get all wrapped up in that kind of goodness and yeah so we were we were uh, poly in theory for a very long time and then yeah really only just sort of in the last oh year we sort of opened things up again and or oh, again sort of properly. Yeah, I 
I tend to be more poly. He's more open. Um, yep. Yeah, like it's I sort of I think love a little bit deeper. He has a lot of love as well. Oh, my God, the terrible <laughs> thing to say. Oh, my goodness. That makes him sound appalling. Let's oh. not say that. Oh, my goodness. Now, <laughs> for those, say, the first few years, does that mean that you would go to swingers events together or would you would you play separately or together? No, like, but this, no, like in the first few years, we were just all about each other. Okay, like, yeah. yeah, we, we, um, okay, so we, so my now husband and I are a fat life success story. Oh. <laughs> Which is, yeah, very rare. Um, but no, so we met, yeah, over fat life and we went and had our first date, which lasted, gosh, I think it was eight hours or something. And, um, yeah, no, when we met, I was moving away. That It was already signed. I was moving away in three months. And I said, look, we've got three months. Let's have some fun. Yep. And we definitely did that. Um, and then three months came and I was like, well, look, thank you very much. It's been lovely. See you later. Um, moved 12 hours away and then got in the car every weekend and drove 12 hours back to come and visit him. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. So again, my whole, uh, yeah, commitments are hard limit. Didn't really work because I was kind of, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> but yeah. So then it was, we were kind of long distance for a while and um, while we weren't necessarily together, we were exploring with other people and yeah, then just kind of I ended up moving back to the city and we just did the whole heteronormative thing. We He engaged, uh, proposed to me six months later and then we got married and then we were trying for a baby and then that was long and tricky and sorry, this is not the no, sexy no, no, bit no, no, of no, the story. No, but it's, <laughs> the story is about you and for us to know where you are now, it's yeah. important that we know how and what you did to get to where you are now. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because the baby actually was a bit of the the impetus for the burlesque stuff. So, yeah, we eventually uh, fell pregnant and I had my beautiful son and then I was on parental leave and it was six months into that and I was like, I'm, I'm really bored and I really want something to do. I, I'm a really creative person. I just needed some kind of outlet something for myself and then um yeah one of our I think it was the first date night that we had away from the baby we visited the local kink venue <laughs> which venue was that at uh, Hamitsu when Hamitsu? they were in Canterbury yep oh yep um yeah so we went down there to check it out and yeah I was having a chat with Andre, am I allowed to say his yep. name? Yeah. Um, yeah and he sort of said you know we've got an event coming up I know you do burlesque would you like to perform I said, oh, yeah, like I could, I could probably do that. Um, he said, yeah, and then you can start teaching burlesque classes. And I said, oh, my gosh, kinky burlesque classes. Like people love kink. Let's do both. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that happened. And, yeah, I think it was maybe two weeks after that conversation we advertised classes and then a few weeks after that we started teaching. So I ran six weeks of classes and put on two shows, both of which sold out. Nice. Um, yeah, which was pretty great. And then um, a good friend of mine said, you know, like this show is great. Fringe is coming up. One, you should do it in Fringe. So, yeah, I made uh, wrote a few emails and found a venue 24 hours before the deadline and then we did my Kinky Valesh show at Fringe and we sold out, yeah, like three out of the five shows. Um, one of them was in Mandra, so it doesn't count that we didn't sell out there. But <laughs> oh, the <laughs> yeah. ones in Perth were, all, yeah. were a huge success. They they really were, and the feedback was so positive. And and the thing that I'm most proud of is that that show was ninety percent 
new performers, people who'd never got up on stage before. And they had an opportunity to just be themselves and show their truest selves on stage. And they rocked it. Like they were absolutely phenomenal. I'm so, so proud of, of just that incredible group of humans that that just gave it their absolute all. And, and, and that showed and the audience just loved it. They ate it up. They were just, the reviews were incredible and they were so supportive. And yeah, that's what, one thing I love about about Perth burlesque scene is that everyone is just so welcoming and embracing of just everyone on stage and even when you get up there doing kinky shit they're like yeah <laughs> what was the name of the show uh it's called licentious an exhibit of the uninhibited and whereabouts was it at uh so the first two shows we did at Hamitsu when they were in um Canningvale and then we did three other the Northbridge shows were at the sewing room um, okay. Yeah, yep. which I, I hear is closing, which is oh, a bit really? devastating. Yeah, I think I think they're closing, if not closed already. So yes, but um, I I do have a bit of a, a spoiler, a bit of a surprise. Oh, please do. <laughs> that is that we are doing licentious again. Um, so keep the first and the second of December free in your calendar because uh, if you're following me on socials, there will be a link up there very shortly announcing licentious the next. That sounds really dumb. I hate that. <laughs> and, and we'll put all the details in the show notes. I, my confession is, is that I've never been to a burlesque show. <gasps> what? I will be there on opening night. Oh, yes. But secondly, is, is that I think of like the full Monty, but not really the full Monty. When you turn around and said, this was the first time all of these people have come together and done that show, that's what goes to my front of mind to be able to go, Here's a group of people that just had a blast, caught up for drinks and, and practiced every week, had a great time, built some good friendships, and then you go on, we're going to go do a show, and everyone's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> How was, the, I don't know, talk to me, what's it like backstage, your, oh. first, your first fringe show, are you thinking, how did this happen? <laughs> You look, it's, it's not too far from the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, uh, look, the whole, so I, I've danced for a lot of my life and I uh, always found that it was, um, everyone was very sort of judgmental. You're always judging and comparing yourself to the person next to you. And I, that was the bit that I didn't like about it. So when we started, when I started teaching these classes, the first thing I did was turn everyone away from the mirrors because it's not about making your body look like mine because your body's different to mine and it's going to move in a different way. And if you're not judging yourself, you're going to pay attention more to how it feels. Yeah. And when it feels good, it's going to look good naturally. Like it, ju it just will. And it just does. And so we spent these six weeks just playing with that and moving in a way that made it feel good. Yeah. There were some steps to follow, but everyone just kind of really felt that confidence and felt more and more themselves. And so the fact that from that that first show, it, it was 100% a whirlwind. I was looking around the room going, uh, like, who's in charge here? And then all of a sudden everyone's looking at me. It's like, oh, wait. That's you, yeah. <laughs> it, you're me. the responsible parent. Yeah, exactly. I'm the grown-up. How did this happen? Oh. Who left me in charge? But, yeah, but it was just, it was so exciting and it was so, everyone was so supportive of each other and just, so positive and so confident and terrified at the same time but we were all in it together and it was just it was incredible and then yeah and then we went to fringe and we couldn't believe that we were there and that that people wanted to see us and yeah did you get like a like a backstage pass or were you like a oh so they don't give pass? them anymore no? so you get an artist pass but artist it's pass. like a thing on your phone now oh. so you don't get the cool tag i don't oh, the tag. i don't have yeah. a tag i think oh. you get a tag if you perform at the pleasure garden like yep. in the in the main section but yeah no i don't 
Oh, you just got an app on your phone. You got to show people. I was going to call. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's fine because I've got floggers, and most fringe artists don't have that. <laughs> so. Oh, so talk to me about the show. What? Tell me. Yeah, how does the show work? Um, or how long does it start? Let's start. How long does the show go for? Uh, so when we do the show outside of Fringe, it runs for about 90 minutes yep. um, and I host the show. Um, sorry. Uh, look, I, I, I'm being very giggly right now because I'm very excited to do a podcast. But uh, when I get up on stage, the uh, the real Maya comes Ooh. out. And uh, what we do is we play the audience and I and we just... Uh, spend the time getting to know each other a little bit. And the thing is people that come to these shows, quite often they've not come to burlesque shows before, but a lot of them don't really have much experience with kink. And I advertise the show as such is that if you're new to kink or you're curious about kink, then please come in and, you know, enjoy this and let's just explore a little bit and play together. So I sprinkle a little little tiny bit of education in the show. We talk about consent as the first thing. We talk about rack and being risk aware, you know, when you and if I invite people up on stage and if they don't ask what they're coming up, for then they get in trouble kind of thing (laughs) you know and just just play a little bit with that and you know it's about putting representations the show itself it is a burlesque show so it's still um so burlesque for those who haven't been to a burlesque show before it's about teasing people it's about enticing people it's about engaging with the audience and bringing them on a bit of a journey while you take some clothes off um (laughs) sorry um and so i've I've watched plenty of them on the move like yeah, you know, when you watch old school movies, like it, it's it's all fun and exciting. Think, and it, do you know who Dita Von Teese is? Yes, yes. So yeah, it's yeah. and so she is just glamour and just just stunning. And and Perth has a an incredible burlesque community and so many um just incredibly talented people. And what I do is just sprinkle a kinky flavor on top of that. And I follow. I've got a number of friends that I guess uh, that do burlesque. So mm. I do see lots of photos um, so they all they all look fantastic so it, it it's burlesque with a would i say like a, a kinky hostess that's that's 100 percent correct there you go. Yeah. now as the kinky hostess are you a dominant what kind of host do you think i am well just off that i feel like <laughs> i'm the one who's in trouble right now <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky we're not on my stage. You oh, know. <laughs> and, and I will not be on that stage come the first of December. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, I think you I'll be hiding it. out the back. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, trust me, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, this is the thing is that you you can be whoever you want to be up on stage exploring kink. You This is what I love about it is I – and I love that question too because I, I am – whatever I want to be in that moment, you know, I am naturally a bright, bubbly, happy person. And that's quite a lot of fun to play with, but I'm also quite a strong presence, shall we yes, say, I'll when say I'm that. feeling that too. Yes. And I look, I'm, I'm not a small person. And then I put on my seven inch heels and I look down on someone and they melt yep. while I'm looking at them. And that is fucking amazing. <laughs> That is the most delicious thing. I'm sure you know when someone just goes weak at the knees and and I'm you feeling it now. <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, because you're you're right. You're bubbly. You're you know you're bouncing around and then instantly you just turn and it's like and it now, just comes out, out of you and, and, it's and like, you, yeah. it's natural and it's just yeah it's very erotic. 
It is. It's and incredibly the power that, you know, It's that power play that it's you versus a couple of hundred people in the audience. Yeah. And oh. everyone is watching. <laughs> I, with went their mouth. I, I was going down the like one-on-one path just there in my brain. But yeah. you're right when there's an audience and yeah. everyone is just drinking up everywhere that yeah. you're saying. And don't get me wrong, it's terrifying sometimes because you'll say it, you'll make a joke and it just won't land and you're like, oh, God. Like, okay, all right, let's get this back. Because I'll but be it, like, I'm hiding in the background. Don't look up. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Don't look at me. No, you will not see me. You will not see me. Oh, it's so funny because there are there's uh, these moments where it does just feel so so like you can tell you can tell when the crowd is just eating out of the palm of your hand and you know like you're feeding off the energy and they give you a bit more and they can tell it's working for you so you give a little bit more back and they cheer a bit louder and 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 as as the host you are really are setting the crowd up for the performers you know and so the more the better I do it getting them excited and engaged the better they're going to be with the audience when the performers come on stage and yeah like it's and then they come back like it's just it's just this electric energy and fringe this year in in February was it was 100% like that there was a night that I will never forget where everyone was just on point and the audience was incredible and they were all just building off this energy it was so exciting and just yeah it was amazing So in the last 12 months, this is when you've produced. That must mean that you've been doing burlesque for some time yourself? I started in 21. Yeah, tried a couple of the local competitions and I had I had a different name and that was, it was not meant to be a Harry Potter reference, <laughs> <laughs> but my name was Fleur de la Corde, which translates to Flower of the Rope. And then, and then I, used, I started using that name and then I realized it was a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter reference. reference. I'm like, oh, this is just, I'm just going to no. take a step away from that. But it never really felt like it fit me. And then, yeah, sort of stepping away and yeah like having having that time away I sort of yeah my husband and I were drinking red wine and we're like oh my attention sounds like fun <laughs> I like it yeah so so all right we're gonna go back Hamitsu yes. you've you've put on a six-week training ca- boot camp <laughs> how many people attended um more than I intended I ended up having to increase the numbers because it was really popular yeah who would have thought that uh, people like taking their clothes off and doing kinky shit on stage funny about that isn't it right yeah no we're all we're all exhibitionists at heart so exactly that's (laughs) that's and you'll do more of that Again? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So by the time we're we're listening to this, we'll be should be coming up on some some classes. It'll just be starting. So, but I want to do some workshops as well, which is something that I really love doing because it's just it's one day. It's not a big commitment. Everyone is time poor. It's yeah. you know our most precious resource. But yeah, but if you you know give up a, an hour or two on a Saturday as a once off, you get to have a bit of a play and yeah explore some fun things and I like doing the workshops as well because you can then as well introduce a little bit of that education around kink you can talk about you you know it's not just around the consent is people don't understand that sex is not the same as kink is not the same as BDSM you know it's um I I I will absolutely credit the Hamitsu one-on-one uh, 101s that they do because they, they bring up this Venn diagram and and it is that and I love that as a visual because you can have each one that stands on its own you yeah. know but they all intersect and they all cross over and the best orgasms are right in the middle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know like I, I I love sharing that because people don't they have no idea and they think whips and chains and dungeons but they they miss the sensuality 
That's true. Now I'm going to redirect the conversation a little bit. And a little birdie told me that you have attended a Kamano Nights event. I want to hear about your story. So I connected with Tash a little bit, actually. So I have a very embarrassing um, story to tell. I, yes, went to the first Commander Nights and I was one of the very first VIPs that they had. Um, Yes. And so my VIP experience was to get up on a cross with a sensitive, attentive dumb and that was I, I don't say it was Tash, um, and so I got up on that cross and like I hadn't been on a cross in a very long time, and Tash was delicious. She was absolutely incredible. She played with my hair. She ran her nails down my back, and she gave me a, a very lovely impact session. And then I got off the cross, and I was in love. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was completely gone. I went full blown, fifteen years old, yeah. like full blown crush mode it was so embarrassing but I was just like living my best life and just obsessed with this woman that I had just the listeners would know that Tash was on our last episode (laughs) and she sat in that same chair and spoke to me in detail about (laughs) a yoni massage and I learned all about a yoni massage from her in that voice it was Gorgeous. Tash she knows I'm amazing. obsessed with her. It's okay. Yeah. That's right. You're you're going to her place every second weekend for a yoni massage, so that's fine. She hasn't given me one yet. Maybe yeah. I'll have to um sort that one out. Yeah. Wow. No, no, no. The last time I saw Tash, it was um last weekend at the at a Commander Knights event, and it, I was on a cross for over an hour. Apparently, somebody said that it was a very long time. I said, look, I was just I was just in heaven, so yeah, I don't really that's know. That's a long session. It didn't even yeah. It was just one of those times where I need just like I I knew the feeling in my head that I wanted and I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was just this certain feeling. Yeah. And it was, it was, um, yeah, like Tash was just, again, just so attentive and wonderful. I think when you connect with someone as well, like she, because she knew me a little bit better by yeah. then and we'd have a, a few more conversations and and yeah. you've got the biggest crush on her, so whatever she does, well, you're just going to love that. <laughs> that, that helps, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, do you go into subspace? Yeah. Do you drop down? or? Uh, look, I have. I didn't on that – I think on that first night I did a little bit. Yeah. You know, it was just – it was so beautiful to just ever have everything else melt away. Um, and then I think with the last time it was very much – about being in my body you know it wasn't so much so subspace for me feels like floating away and sort of drifting off kind of thing whereas the other night it was more about I wanted to feel everything I wanted to feel very present and very raw yeah it was just and how does your when you're on the cross like that and your husband is he watching going this is gold class I love this yes (laughs) Yeah, don't don't, just keep going. Yeah, Yeah. I'll tell you when to stop. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of fifty fifty with that because yeah, look, I'm uh, yeah. So we so the Madonna whore complex is a thing. (laughs) It's such a thing, and yeah, it's um, 
yeah, it was very interesting, like after we got married and how, you know, like you spend this time sort of, again, in this very heteronormative, like let's build the white picket fence type yep. scenario. The dirty and- ward, like a mortgage. Right? <laughs> oh. oh, God, don't say yeah. it. Fix rates. Say, ew, <laughs> ew, make it stop. Refinance. Jesus, God. But, yeah, so it's actually, it was interesting because, like, we haven't done impact or, like, heavy impact, you know, for, for a while and because we were both just kind of like, oh, how do we even negotiate this now? Like how do we, yeah, how do we get back to a place where, we can put our real life down and pick up the toys, yeah. you know. It's it's a very tricky thing to to navigate, I think. And I love that people talk about it more and there's more language around that now because yeah. you can actually go, oh, it's not just, you know, we're not an old boy married couple. It's just like there's some stuff to work through and we've got to figure out how to go to a bar and pretend like we're strangers and, you know, if that's what we need to do to get there or like to book a hotel and we can do that and create that and really be really intentional about creating that space so that it doesn't just melt into everyday yeah. life. Yeah, but no, look, uh, <laughs> on that night it was completely fine because he connected with this beautiful young thing who it, she was just delicious. She was just amazing. And, yeah, my husband is not straight and he's not, um, he's gender fluid. Yep. Um, and so it was one of the first nights that he, you know, put on a skirt and heels in public. And, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Hello. yeah. And, and he and this, this, this beautiful girl were having their own incredible time. So it was great because I walked in and he was like, he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I've just watched this pretty young girl give my husband, who is dressed in a skirt and heels, the best fucking blowjob ever. <laughs> I, I'm i so freaking happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty good. So, yeah, we're, Polly's definitely back where we're at yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, so, no, we're, uh, we're good with that now. But, yeah, it's interesting. It's funny how being close with someone can look like so many different things. And, yeah. you know, like. So uh, do you play at those events? Uh, yes. With Tash, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but other than Tash, yeah. um, it kind of depends. Yeah. It depends on the vibe. It depends on how I'm feeling. It depends who's there. I think as well with some smaller communities, you sometimes see people, yeah. you know, that you don't necessarily want to get down and groovy with, but that's just a nature of, I don't know, I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, the first one I had a very good time. Yeah, I'm like, I like talking and like all of the things. I was like, I don't like talking, telling you about my stuff. But yeah, I was like, I was like, we were in the and like, I was like on my hands and knees and then Jim was behind me and then I had come up to me here. And so like, I'm like kissing your neck and stuff. And there was somebody watching me over there and they were sitting on a chair and they like nudged the person next to them to look over and watch yeah. me and I saw them watching me and it was the hottest thing ever and I just smirked at them and they were like so oh it was so good it was so good I told you exhibitionist yeah, like, it's I'm, fine. That, you just that would be me because I'd be like looking at you right just giving you just that nod just, just that so, just like, like yeah yeah, yeah just do that just do that like, and I'm sitting there yeah. over here getting like you know attention from both directions and I'm like that's yeah. right you are watching me and yeah. you're welcome like yeah. <laughs> I'm here just enjoy oh. yeah good times <laughs> One of the reasons why, for me, I wanted to do this podcast is is that to hear people's stories, you've got people out there listening and go, what is it like to be in a 
loving relationship and you can express who you are, what you are and what you feel like. And then you have, you know, there's no guilt. There's no shame. You're not hiding something from your partner and you can share it. And he can, you both can go to a very nice and it's a win-win. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is because we walk in the door and it's something something will happen, something won't happen, something will happen with each other, something will happen with other people and every option is okay. Yeah. We have such a good understanding now is that we don't have things on and off them. And this is just for us and then what works yeah. for us, but we don't have things that are on and off limits. We don't have things that are you can do this, you can't do that. What we say to each other is that we reaffirm consent and we, what we are consenting to is to trust the other person to not do anything that's going to put our relationship at risk. Yeah. And we trust each other enough to know what that looks like and that we both know what that looks like. Yeah. And then if we're going to something on our own or going, you know, to spend time with people, we reaffirm that consent. Is there anything that you don't feel like today? Are you feeling good? Are you feeling, you know, happy? But that's, yeah, that's kind of, and that, and that works for us. Yeah. Do you find that if he was to go and play and then when he comes home, mm. the intimacy between the two of you is more intense that night or the next experience? Because yeah. you, do you want to know all the details? I, I absolutely want yeah. to know all the details. <laughs> we are both uh, somewhat primal yep. and we are both, I want to say territorial, but not in a negative way. It's more like, yeah, but 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 you're mine. <laughs> I want to know every detail of mm -hmm. all the what did you do? Yep. What did he say? What, what did you did you go for a drink? What did you drink? All of those kind yep. of things. But yep. right now I need to mark my territory. <laughs> That's exactly and it. you know what? Then yep. we'll go back to hanging out the washing in fifteen minutes. But right now yep. there I'm, is nothing hotter yeah. to me than watching someone else flirt with him yeah I love it I think yeah. it's amazing and watching him interact with other people watching him just be that primal side yeah. but then also his more his softer side and his more feminine side and just you know that 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 gentle sensual side of things as well like I just I just love it there's just a heart full of compersion and also like loins full of fire like it's just it's just it's amazing I love it it's so good yeah, and it's the other way as well, <laughs> right? I'm just having a little moment of oh, like, oh. <laughs> you're blushing. Oh, it's all of a sudden getting hot in here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's going to get hot later. Um, <laughs> but it's but it's the same for him as well. Like we've had conversations around, um, but, you know, like it hasn't always been that way. Like it's been hard sometimes too. Like the first time that he was with another woman, it was very confronting and it was, you know, how, what do we do about this? And something that I, I take a lot of pride in or pride in, I think what I, what I love about what happened there was that we kept coming back and kept talking about it until it didn't have to be talked about anymore. Yeah. And it was fine. Cause I could, I, I, cause I was, I was a bit upset about it and I, you know, yeah, no, okay. I'm done. Actually wait another thing. No, I'm not. And then we'd have another discussion and I'd say, okay, no, I'm good now. I'm good now. I'm good. But Actually, like, I just want to say one more thing about that. But every time it was met with, of course, of course, let's sit down, let's have another chat about it. Everything's okay. And because of that, I know that doesn't matter what happens, we are always going to find our way back to each other and to, and to our relationship and to what matters to us. And yeah, like it's, yeah. 
<laughs> if he was to fall in love with someone else, is that is that a taboo subject or are you allowed to do that? It's not a taboo subject because I genuinely believe that you can love more than one person at, yeah. at a time. Yeah. Um, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, and I think if that did happen, but I was seeing a girl for a, a reasonable while and I had quite strong feelings for her and it was around the time we were trying to fall pregnant, which, you know, <laughs> we add another thing into the mix. Um, and I remember having conversations with her. She said, you know, well, what if that happened? Like, what does that look like? And I said, well, you know, someone that I care about this deeply, I would hope that that person would stay a part of my life depending yeah. on what, what, what happens and how they felt about it. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's tricky because on the one hand, you kind of want to be as open and as poly as you can be, but then also the relationship that I have with my husband, I love that. I want to protect that. I want to preserve that and keep something that's just for us. And yeah. I know that there's a lot of, you know, a lot of schools of thought around the right way to do poly, you know, and having like a hierarchical poly structure doesn't work for everybody, but I can't imagine a life that's not true. I can imagine a life where it's not hierarchical, but I, yeah, we haven't met that person yet, no. shall we say. <laughs> no, that's all right. yeah. I, I, I ask it because I don't want to love another. Yeah. I love my wife more than anything. Yeah. And that's all I need. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a difference between love and sex. Absolutely. And yeah. all of the fun stuff. Yeah. I love to do that. Yeah. And that no one can ever, they're just two different things. Yeah, they really um, are. And I just couldn't, so many people, they just, you know, they have an affair and they fall in love. Well, you know, it's the wrong thing that they're falling in love with kind of a thing. Whereas for me, I'm like, she has my love. And if I'm seeing someone, I could see someone and I don't know for how long, but that would never cross between a good friends kind of thing and, and ever build getting that connection. That's why I always ask yeah. for people is to be able to go, how does you, when it gets to that time of the relationship that there's yeah. love, how do you handle what that? then? Yeah. And, and yeah, look, honestly, the truth is I don't know because it hasn't happened yeah. yet. Um, it almost makes me feel better for you to say that because it's, if, because there are so many schools of thought and people have mm. so many opinions, you're like, oh my God, like, oh, I just like don't want to be like, oh, stop. But look, on it, like it's, I... I do. I wholeheartedly believe you can love more than one person at one time. Oh. But I love what you're saying around not wanting to and wanting to save that for just one person. I think that's still incredible. It is, you know, you you look at divorce rates and you go, oh, you know, marriage isn't forever and love isn't forever. And that whole idea has kind of fallen apart a little bit. But I love the idea of still choosing that yeah. regardless. And I think that's so special. The train of thought when I hear people say, oh, you can only love one. Well, I go, well, how many kids do you have? Yes. That's, yeah. that's my instant reaction. Straight away. How many kids do you have? Yeah. But you also and love people for different reasons. reasons. Yeah. I have friends that are so, so dear to, you know, I'm, uh, as we all do, like there are people that I lo absolutely love, but it's a different type of love. And I love that person for different reasons. Yeah. And so I, I can absolutely see a scenario where I love someone. 
it will never be the same love because I love first, yeah. you know, and that, that, that head over heels drive 12 hours to go down and visit and then be like, oh, I don't, I'm not really that into you though, but still be back down the next weekend, yeah. you know, like that, that's only ever going to happen once. And it, it, it's not what you're saying. It's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, in my I head, live in denial. Yeah, I'm all in denial about that. Um, yeah. Now this is probably a taboo subject. We we'll, can Do delete it. it if we're there. Family. Yeah. Does your, pe- oh, like how's your my family. immediate family, both you and. <laughs> the thing about my family is, <laughs> so I have um, a sister who I told her about FetLife. I said, "Hun, go check out this website. If you have any questions, come talk to me. Let me know. We have a brother who is very very active in the Perth Swinger scene. If you are in the Perth Swinger scene, you've probably seen him. Please don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. <laughs> My mum met a man who she brought over to our house. They were going out to a thing that night. That thing just happened to be a red hot pie swingers kinky event. The whole, it's a family event. We're all the going. whole family. So look, we have another brother, um, but you know, he says he's not kinky. He thinks we're all weird, but like, we're just waiting. Like it's yeah. just, it's coming. Um, but yeah. And so again, another, yeah, look, like we're and like, we're so a very open family. <laughs> We are very open and we talk about everything because it is like, it's really helpful. So my mum's partner, they came over and they were like, oh yeah, you know, like we do a bit of fun stuff. And I was like, yeah, but like aftercare, right? And he was like, what do you mean aftercare? And I said, okay, let's just have a little chat before you go out. And we were sitting there and talking because genuinely like he'd done all this cool stuff and don't get me wrong, he's a beautiful, incredible man, but had never really thought about it beyond kind of, yeah, yeah, there wasn't much education around it. It was all just kind of playing with it, you know? So so I schooled him on aftercare before they went out to a kink event. I was like, this was on their first first date, second date or something. Great. Awesome. Um, but yeah, but, but both my mum and my sister do my Kiki Bellis classes with me and my mum and her partner actually do an act together where he gives her impact on stage. Oh, wow. And it's a representation of of, of a BDSM scene and yeah. it's beautiful. Please come to the next show. I'm yeah. probably going to put it in again because it's just it's what what we were trying to do. The three of us worked on this act and we were trying to just tell the story of what it's like, the meeting someone, the flirting, the interaction, the oh my goodness, the excitement, and then stepping into that space of of dominant and submissive and giving yourself over to somebody, receiving a bit of impact, but then the aftercare at the end and how that really just like wraps the whole thing up and that's what it's really about. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> family, are they? is uh, all in yeah, so, okay. yeah, so kind of not really, we Skype them a fair yeah. bit, but that's kind of it. Um, oh, so they're not going to turn up an event? And then they're it, not going to rock up and surprise us, no, which is a really good thing. <laughs> but no, like it's it's like we're very comfortable about talking about things like that, but also being Perth, you have to be very respectful around Hey, going to go to this event. Is anyone else going? Like just a bit of a check-in. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Is, is that so when I'm... you've got multiple family members all in the scene, <laughs> is it whoever buys the tickets first is uh, <laughs> is a group chat? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, so far we've been pretty lucky in that like it hasn't ha- like it that hasn't happened. I did rock up to Hamitsu one time and my brother was already there. Yeah. But he was standing at the bar fully clothed and it was a bit of a, uh, uh, okay, this is weird. And he was like, I'm leaving anyway. I'm like, good. Yeah, one of us <laughs> Bye. Was going, yeah. 
<laughs> See you later. I usually would say what's next for you, but we already know what's next for you because <laughs> we're going to see it. Everybody who's listening is going to be buying tickets to the show on the 1st and 2nd of December and I will be there not telling you when or where I'm going to be sitting <laughs> or what mask I'll be wearing because I do not want to be humiliated and dragged up on the stage. I would never no. humiliate anyone without their consent first. I oh, you won't it. even ask. You'd be asking my wife. <laughs> and she'll she'll give you that consent, don't you? Your worry. wife sounds like fun. I'll, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, have to. You have to sit front and center and just yeah. point her out. No, well, the cool thing about that is that we um. So I have um like these necklaces that you wear that are green or red. So you can pop the necklace on and have it to green, giving your consent. But if you don't, if you all of a sudden oh, freak out, you just turn it around and be like, no, nah, actually, I changed my mind and I will leave you alone. That is brilliant. Yeah. It's just well, a nice little, nice little touch to make people feel safe and still in control. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. I can't wait to see you front and center. Definitely. <laughs> um, well, it has been an absolute pleasure. But um, one last kinky story before you go. My brain's just going back to performing because I've been playing with some gender things as well and it was interesting. A friend of mine turned to me and said, you can be masked without being masculine. And for some reason, me playing with masculinity, it felt like there was an expectation or not an expectation but a just like like a need to be fully masculine, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, like I've kind of recently discovered that I can be masculine while being feminine. Oh, fuck yeah. If that it makes is, sense. It, yeah, it's really and it's, hot. <laughs> I, I almost feel embarrassed that I didn't realise that or sort of was struggling with that a little bit, but I am, I'm really looking forward to exploring that space a lot more and really kind of stepping into that power mm. in a masculine way and still being feminine as fuck. I'm yeah. very excited to play with that. It's going to be fun. This is Kinky Confessions, the podcast. 